questions. What were you taught about your body? What do you think about the state of women's rights? Good afternoon. We are at one o'clock and you're listening to um, WVEW LP Brattleboro 107.7 FM, your community radio station. Um, And this is Indigo Radio. And uh, we are here each week. We are a group of educators um, making connections and learning and having conversations. Um, and our, we, we are in the studio today with Kyra and Michaela and Kaya. Kaya. Is this like mic on? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. All the mics are on. So feel free to introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Kaya Colby, a, a local student here at BOHS. I'm Michaela Sims here. I do equity and social justice work in Southern Vermont. And today we're talking about Roe versus Wade. Hi, I'm Kyra Swain. I'm a community member here in the area. <laughs> so it's been a lot of people's minds, the decision the Supreme Court made. And so today we're going to talk to some youth, some young people, just thinking about, um, yeah, what do they think about it and how does it impact their lives? Basically, um, it overturned a 1973 decision um, that said that women have the right to choose. Um, and it was about the Texas Supreme Court at that time. And it may, even though the woman who was Jane uh, Roe, she ended up having to give birth to her child. After that, women had the right to see safe and legal abortions in the United States. Uh, but in many states, no more. So I mean, I'm wondering, Kaya, like, what do you think about that? How did you feel when you first heard that decision was made? Um, well, I first heard the decision. I work in a daycare, so we all got the news um, together while we were working. And it was kind of just like silence. Everyone just stopped what they were doing for a second when we finally heard the news, like officially. Um, I was at first I'm, I was like very scared, not only for myself, but for I have like family members and um, friends who are in red states right now who I, you know, fear for on the regular. And I'm very lucky to be living in Vermont, which is pretty safe right now for abortions. So. Kyra, did you have any initial thoughts or feelings? Um, I was I was definitely concerned about it in the sense that it's going to impact a lot of people, um, not just women, not just people with uteruses, but all people. Um, being that uh, the United States has such a large presence around the world, um, politically and economically, economically it um, sets the precedent. And at the same time, like abortions are still going to happen. It's just going to be a lot more harmful for um, people seeking them. And um, I think it's has a lot to do with controlling um, people's bodies. And um, it's, it's, yeah, it, there's a long history of, of states, state um, sanctioned control over bodies and and using abortions and things. 
There was a 4th of July parade here in Brattleboro, Vermont, and one of the, before the parade, um, a community member called Ivan Hennessy doused himself with flake blood and walked down from the comma to pl- from the common to Plaza Park. And it's in the newspaper, and he says that he couldn't tolerate his own inaction any longer in the face of overturning Roe versus Wade. The Supreme Court's rejection of medical privacy and bodily autonomy is not only a terrible injustice, is not the only terrible injustice I've seen our government embrace. Um, So I wasn't out there, so I didn't see anyone's reaction to this, but there is a picture in the paper of this man, and and he was not arrested um, even though nudity is now illegal in in, in the town of Brattleboro. Um, so I feel like it's really on people's hearts and minds. Um, and this would be a good uh, reminder that this is public radio, is 107.7 WVEWLP. This is Indigo Radio. And the views of opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts and guests and not of the radio station. <laughs> keep it, let's just keep the lines clear. <laughs> um, and in thinking about this, we're going to have a few other guests on the show today and just trying to talk about our bodies. And um, I don't remember, like, explicitly, and I'm wondering, Kaya and Kyra, um, we're all different ages. Like, I don't remember being taught explicitly to be ashamed of my body and what it did, but I do remember, like, being in sixth grade and, like, they separated us by sex. And, and they told the girls about their periods and talked to us about how to put tampons in. And it's like... Why do they separate us? So I feel like in, inherently it's like a secret. You know what I mean? Like, so you're teaching us already that it's a secret. And I remember like going to the grocery store and having like my pads double bagged. And they're like, honey, you want me to double bag this? You know, you want to hide it in your backpack? And I'm like, why is it a secret? And it took me until my 30s. Like if I open my glove box and a whole bunch of pads, I really don't care. I'm like, pick, well, could you help me pick these up? <laughs> like I have no feelings about it. <laughs> But it took forever to get to that point, you know? And it's just like, I remember just being like, okay, I'm gonna walk away from you, like check and make sure there are no stains, like on your head, like telling your friends to check you out. It's like this already bodily shame. And I feel like that is a source of control as well. It's like, why would something that's biological that has to happen have any shame around it? And I was wondering if either one of you taught the same thing, I don't know. Um, Well, from a young age, my parents were pretty open about, like, talking about, like, um, your body and, like, what is okay and what is not okay for, like, other people to say or do and stuff like that. But then when I got to school and, like, grade school, definitely what Michaela was saying um, about, like, the shame of, like, periods or, like, sex in general. Um, I mean, we're taught about our periods and, and, like, our cycle, but there was really not very much mention of, like, actual, like, sex or like intercourse stuff like that it was sort of just kind of pushed to the side and like the only way you found out was like if you found out on your own which is scary to think about how many people would have found out on their own in different ways yeah so it was it was definitely like it's a very weird space to be in to be in a classroom and having these people explain things to you and you don't really know really what they're trying to say um, because, like, especially when you're young, you haven't really had a period yet, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So you think about it, and you're like, oh, that's gross. I'm going to be bleeding for a week. That's really <laughs> gross. I don't like that. That's going to be gross. And, you know, I have younger siblings and younger family, and 
my brother recently this past year went to like through the like health class sort of thing and he came back and he was like this is weird bodies are weird i'm like it's okay to feel like that but please don't (laughs) please don't like harbor that in you um but yeah basically yeah it's that aspect i feel like the other thing is is that we don't think about ourselves as animals we're like some like sub, I don't know like we supreme beings from another planet I don't know but like we're mammals and we do all the things that mammals do and and not all mammals have a cycle like that like but some do like there are dogs that do there are other mammals that do and it's just like it's not normalized our physical selves are not normalized in their current state and then we're not, we don't think about ourselves at, in connection to like oh, like, how does this work for animals that live in the ocean? Or, like, how does this work for, like, on the farm? And I think the people live in, who live on the farm might be a little bit closer to those things, but we don't have any farmers here to ask right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say similarly in school, like, it was very taboo. I mean, generally, like, everywhere, it's been very taboo. Um, conversations and the experience is very individualized around how to take care of your body and and specifically like um around periods and like what all goes on like i've i've still am so in the dark about like everything that goes on with your uterus and like knowing if you have ovarian cancer and like the signs of all of these different things that happen to your body um and like that's another piece with abortions like the the whole um structure of of the medical field has really pushed out so many um experiences of of midwifery and um um deliver like uh, delivering babies where that's historically been a largely women who are in those roles but have been pushed out of the medical field that's true. I think that um, this idea that it's it's not a... And I think I feel like around here, I've had two babies around here, and I would say that I don't feel, even though I had my children in a hospital, that it was like hev- heavily thought of as a medical procedure, like morally, more it's like a natural thing that happens, and they don't discourage you from having your kid at home if that's what you want to do, or like whatever you want to do, and, I, you know, I would like to be at the hospital, but <laughs> not everyone wants that experience, but... And I just remember being told, like, your bo- it's okay to be scared, but your body was made to do this. Like, you're made to do this. Like, and that's an, I feel like that's another thing, that there's all these mysteries around the beginning of life and the end of life and death, too. Um, and so this idea, too, that, like, a human being begins at conception and, like, you're killing it. And, um, and what does that mean? And where do we get the, the, those ideas from um, that somehow uh where does life when does life begin and who gets to decide that uh so i think that we should go to a song now what do you think sounds like a plan and i think we're gonna play our first song is a song that became an anthem from the women's march you're playing quiet yeah yeah okay that's it Gotcha. I got them all in order. They're all in order. Okay. I don't have the document, but it's all in okay. order. Uh, and, and so that's what we're going to play now. It's called Quiet.
your face Know your place Shut up and smile Don't spread your legs I could do that But no one knows me Listening to Indigo Radio on 107.7 FM, um, WBEWLP Brattleboro. And what are we talking about today? We're talking about the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Um, we're in the studio um, just talking to young people about what they think and how it might impact life going forward. And I think wondering too, like, why do you think they're or le- that, that many protests. Were there any protests at the school, Kaya? There, there was definitely a protest. I think, uh, I think a couple months ago, with the middle school, where everyone sort of brought signs and we walked out and we did some laps around the school, sort of in protest. And um, I believe the newspaper was there 
um, and they took some pictures, so we were in the paper as well. So, there, yeah, everyone had sort of an opinion within the school. You know, there were, especially, like, on social media, there were people posting different things and sharing their opinions and people sort of rallying together there, but then also, you know, opposing opinions and people going back and forth online about, you know, different issues, some that some people that, like, maybe shouldn't have gone that far with those issues, um, preaching stuff that they don't personally have a connection with. Um, Can you say more about that? Um, well, <laughs> just, like, men who feel like they have that sort of power to make that decision for people who have a uterus, like, they, they think that their opinion is what... Um, these people should do when they don't even have to deal with the actual problem itself. They don't have to, like, experience, um, you know, having, like, your rights basically stolen from you, like something that you've been holding on for a long time and it's just ripped from you after a while. And, you know, it's a little bit frustrating. That makes a lot of sense. I think the the other connection is that it's... um it's well there's some women on the court but that largely this has been up to men um largely there's some things like climate change and like um the right to choose that also really go along electoral politics line along those lines like liberal people think this and conservative people think this i know that um i went to catholic school and it wasn't really talked about except in like a kind of coded way. Like I remember being told that like murder was a um, mortal sin. <laughs> We're like, okay. Um, but there was never any direct preaching to us in any way that like, not don't do this, don't do that. But like, these are the sins, watch yourself. <laughs> but I think that that is a, that's the overall tone of the country as well. It's like, even though it's, supposed to be secular that it seems like it's that kind of judgment like it's not about um life like respect for life because if it's about respect for life then you would want to feed those babies as they grow up you would want to make sure those babies were educated you would want to make sure that they were able to be able to contribute to society but really it's like you're just going to drop them on the person and really this largely affects poor people because anyone else is always going to have the right to choose you know, that's just a reality. Yeah. Especially because it's like people with money can just maneuver their way much differently than someone who's poor can maneuver their way. Um, and so, yeah, like the access to getting an abortion is always going to be there for people with money. They can fly to another country. Exactly which has been done in this country. It's true that. And I, I think, and, and it also makes me wonder, like, what, is, what are human rights and how do they manifest? Like, what are the rights of human? What's the, the right of any living thing to uh, kind of live your life to the fullest, you know? And, and who gets to make that decision? Do I get to make that decision about my life? Uh, does someone else get to make that decision about my life? And this idea that somehow there's enough families to adopt every baby that isn't wanted is like a is a false is a false narrative, very false. 
I can't even imagine. Um, and we don't, we just don't have the infrastructure to support that. So hopefully we should have our next caller calling in soon. Um, let's take a, another song break real quick. And it's Venom by Little Sims. Life sucks and I never try suicide My for more than I realise Time's up, keep it moving when she arrives If you ever heard what I heard in my mind Never try, you would cry, that's a lie, you would die I don't want to ever come down from a high I am in the best seat From time and the next breed If you're coming, come at me directly Don't need no one to defend me Souls in a place even I can't get to Don't with the deadly Moon waves and overseas Quick coasts and overseas those who don't believe They will never want to admit I'm the best here From the mere fact that I've got ovaries It's a woman's world, so to speak You sour Never giving credit where it's due Cause you don't like He's in power Venom My, my, if you ever heard what I heard in the night What a fright, must have been a parasite In my past life, I don't want to ever come down from a high My soul was sending to the sky, it's just you and I Gone, but I'm feeling too alive, trying to get me out of spite Someone's got to pay, I ain't talking big amounts Some kind of physical pain, some kind of traumatic Wanna see dead bodies, probably not They ain't rolling with no automatic clips Moving scatty all erratic Looking back in ish. Oh, you man, then come at me, you prick. Make a move, better pattern it quick. I assume you'll be coming for blood. That makes two of us, that makes two of us, Venom. Time today, like we roll trees, save lives and made minds a go deep. Oh, he wouldn't have guessed him so chill. Part of the day in the life you won't see, part of the day in the life you can't be here for. It's the day in the life of OGs, dealing with in the demons I won't leave. Not a word you will listen when my soul speaks. Down I go, so follow me, follow me, follow me. Actually, don't follow me, nobody bother me. I'm a best honesty. See your policies, they want to kick me down and demolish me. Use me, abolish me. I don't want to hear no apologies. Or am I in my own head? Can't tell any more. Psychotic to the death. Wanna dig deep? I can never find nothing left. It's a mystery. Rage, nothing but rage. Can't figure out if I'm going insane. Ain't no doubt we'll be showing no mercy. So think twice if you wanna get blazed. Nothing ain't nice right here. No games. I don't wanna dart nobody in a flash. True, this is the cup. Hands in the air, put the money in the bag. All cash, all cash. Venom. Welcome back. You're listening to Indigo Radio on WBEWLP Brattleboro, 107.7 FM. Um, and today we're talking about um, the decision that was recently made um, in the Supreme Court um, that overturned Roe v. Wade. And we are asking um, youth what it means to them and what they think. I'm, I'm wondering, uh, Kaya, what do you... What have been, what have you learned about human rights and like in school? Is that something that comes up in any of the classes in school? Um, I think it definitely it kind of depends on the teacher, especially when we cover different subjects, talking about you know um, like slavery and workers' rights and things like that. It really kind of depends on the teacher because um, I've had different classes where there have been discussions about um, um, you know sort of how those rights came to be. 
and why they're important and then other teachers have sort of just like oh this is what happened this is what they did and then that's the end of it and then we move on so it really kind of depends on the teacher um, and the curriculum I guess in the school that makes sense I'm always wondering too is like how seriously do we take this like do we think about um like the right to assemble as a right the right to um bear arms is one that people are always talking about but what about the right to food clothing and shelter and are do you think of those as human rights and have those things come up ever in the curriculum do you think as human rights I, I mean, I personally believe that those are human rights to be able to, like, actually live instead of just trying to scrape by well whatever you can. Um, but I feel like within class, again, the teachers, like, it's interesting to see how different teachers' opinions will reflect within the classroom because depending on the opinions of the teacher is depending on whether or not that discussion is going to actually happen. Um, because, you know, everyone has opinions about everything. So it's impossible to not be biased about, um, you know, what you're teaching in the classroom. Mm -hmm. That's so true. This idea that somehow, like, you can be uh, objective and, like, there's some objective uh, way of teaching is something that you're often taught. And and you're taught that as a teacher, and I feel like you're taught that in life, right? Like, don't bring the politics into this. Exactly. <laughs> like you hear that all the time you're making it political now i'm like is it am i am i making it political or is the world inherited inherently political and it's it's the power struggles are all around us um and so like if you go to the grocery store and you calculate how much money is in your pocket versus like what you need to buy is that a political situation that you're in um when like when you're hungry like when people are going to bed hungry and so it's um yeah i feel like i was thinking about that when we were, we were watching summer of soul the other day and then when they when the, they were interviewing them like because during this the summer of soul which is like the yeah harlem cultural festival yeah um the like the man landed on the moon for the first time and they were like interviewing people people were like i'm worried about eating they could have spent some of that money down here um instead of sending somebody to the moon it was kind of funny like that was like the consensus like over and over people were like people are hungry and so we're wondering like good for you but what about us we're hungry and so to spend so much energy and time taking away people's rights when so many other rights of ours are not addressed on a daily basis like access to food clothing and shelter and people are increasingly living in shanty towns and other kind of um, makeshift housing seems so absurd. Recently, I was watching um, the Black Power mixtapes, and it was that. really making that that um, point really clear. Like um, Swedish um, researchers came to the United States and were interviewing different people, and there was one scene where they're talking to a white um, business owner and he's talking about how like, oh, like things are thriving, like everything's going great. Like, you know, yes, I'm working every day, but you know, I'm making money and making ends meet. The very next interviewer, he's, he's interviewing two um, black men who had come back from um, war. And 
they're like, no, like everybody's hungry and we continue to be dehumanized and like there's so many issues that are going on and I think that there's a lot of br- brutal things that are happening and, and people are experiencing um, and it's definitely tied to how things are structured and organized in society. That makes so so much sense. It's like this idea that somehow you're worried about an unborn child when you're not even taking care of the children that are already on this earth. So like, let's start there. So like if all the, the children who children are more likely to live in poverty than any other strata in this uh, demographic strata in this country, um, when their food clothed, when they're fed and clothed and housed, then let's talk about the unborn. It's just like, it seems so, so infuriating that you're so concerned about something that hasn't even come to fruition yet. And you're not concerned about the ones that are already here. It's like, um, my friend and I, one time we were at the, this restaurant and there was a woman outside and she had a cat and she had her thing. And she seemed like she had nowhere to go. Like she was figuring her stuff out. And all these people kept going up to her and we were like, what's happening? What's going on? And she, and then one of my friends was like, I'm gonna go talk to her and ask her. And um, so she went over there and then she came back and I was like, what happened? And she was like, that woman was like, I wish people were as concerned about my cat as they were about me. So like all these people were going up to her and being like, is your cat okay? When's the time, when's the last time you fed the cat or gave the cat water? (laughs) And so they're like, so they're worried about the cat and not about the human. And I just feel like it's indicative of the same problem. It's like, yeah, like she could cut that cat loose and that cat will figure it out more, you know what I mean? But it's like humans, we're on the helpless end of the spectrum in terms of species. (laughs) We don't get up right away and walk off from our parents after we're born. So like we need a little bit more caring for. And I think that we in animal kingdom have not learned to care for each other in the same way. Um, also thinking about that with the formula shortage, like very recently, you know, um, again, I, I work in a daycare, I'm around kids, I'm around a lot of parents and mothers and things like that. It was interesting and also very sad to see all these mothers really struggling to find something that is essential if they're not nursing for their kids. And especially like some of the parents who are a little bit better off, like in terms of money, how that didn't really affect them as much. Like, sure, it was a little bit harder to get formula, but they have money and they're able to get it easier as opposed to some of the parents who weren't able to have that. And they were really struggling and we did, you know, whatever we could to try and help them. I can imagine, like, because if you have WIC which is women, infants, and children. It's like a, a voucher program that gets food. There's only really specific things you can buy. And believe me, it's frustrating to her how to get those things. <laughs> it's gotten better. It's gotten better. But if you're getting formula, for example, I think that there's only certain kinds that they're going to cover. And I'm, I imagine those are the kinds that were not available. You know, so, like, you're, you can't order it on Amazon if you're going to use your wick to pay for it, like you got to go in the store and like try to make sure that it matches up with what's available. So it is a constant struggle. Um, so. And to piggyback off of that with, um, what's it called? So like at the same time that the overturn of Roe v. Wade is going on, there's also a lot 
of news around um, it, like basically like the criminalization of, of pregnant women or pregnant people and um, what would happen if it's found out that they do get an abortion. And so like having them go to prison or jail, it's adding to um, other problems and, and um, what's it called? Like, as once in a lot of states right now, there's no rights for um, felons to vote. And so then that impacts further decisions that get made in the legal process. And so it's like other things are going on behind the scenes that relate to all of this, too. All right. So I guess this, you're listening to this is a great time for a break. You're listening to Indigo Radio, Brattleboro Community Radio, 107.7 FM. And we'll be right back after Girl on Fire by Alicia Keys. All right. Okay. Hotter than a fantasy, lonely like a highway. She's living in a world and it's on fire. Catastrophe, but she knows she can fly away. She got both feet on the ground and she's burning it down. She got her head in the clouds and she's not backing down. This girl is on fire. Looks 
welcome back. You're listening to Indigo Radio on WBEWLP Brattleboro, 107.7 FM. And today um, we are talking about uh, the recent um, Supreme Court decision and what youth have to say about it. And Michaela. Yeah, we're talking about Roe versus Wade. And just to remind us... Um, that these views are those of the guests and the hosts, not of the community radio station. And we have on the line with us a guest from calling in from Wisconsin. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Oh, welcome. We're Thank in the you. studio in Brattleboro, Vermont. Um, Paris, can you tell us about yourself? Um, yeah, I'm 18. I'm from Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, I just graduated from high school, so I'm going to college now. But yeah. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, we're just talking about Roe versus Wade and what people think about it. What were your initial reactions when you heard that it had been overturned? Um, it was like shocking, but at the same time, like the current condition of the society, I'm not really surprised that it happened. But it's just like shocking to see like how crazy and like chaotic the world is getting mm-hmm. for like decisions that like that are being made like. Mm-hmm consistently so it's like disappointing honestly mm-hmm. and are there things that overall that connect to like what you've been taught about your body along the way that come came into your mind when you heard about the decision yeah oh for sure like I've always been taught that like my body is my gift and like the mm-hmm. things that I choose to do is my body is my decision so like to hear that certain choices that if I was ever in a position like that that would be an option prior to are like now not there just because like people disagree with it right it's like who has the right to make those decisions uh, right so how how do you what about your community are young people that are they protesting in wisconsin what's the political landscape like um it's not as many protests like i know a few of my friends like they went down to a protest when like it just happened but i don't know right now it's pretty calm like nobody's really out in the streets in Wisconsin, per se. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I, like, Wisconsin is a place, I felt like surprisingly that it's like, it's pretty liberal and people are usually out on the streets and yeah. the teachers union is pretty strong, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am surprised too. Normally, I, like, like when the Black Lives Matter and all that stuff was happening, it was pretty consistent approaches like every day, but like for this cause, it's not as much attention, seems like. Really? So, yeah. Ah, go ahead. I mean, I think it also kind of makes me think about, like, who's organizing things around different issues. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm seeing more, um, I guess, white people on the on the front of, of this cause, whereas um, with um, Black Lives Matter, I saw a lot more a diverse of, of a group standing together mm-hmm. and doing protests. Yeah, I agree. What about in school? Since you just graduated from high school, I'm wondering, like, what we were talking a little bit about rights, like human rights, and how this might relate to human rights. And was that something that you learned about in school, in high school, during your time there? Um, so I went to a private school, so... They tried to be very careful as to what they said in the classrooms, but me personally, I'm not really afraid to say like what I feel in terms of certain situations. 
So, like, they came up in a discussion, but it was pretty much kind of like we would always agree on one thing that, like, people have their own opinions, but everyone has a right to life and stuff like that. So just they would they wouldn't speak on too much, but they would just try to get an understanding of like everyone's diverse in opinions and stuff like that. So like we weren't really taught about it, but it came up in conversation sometimes. I'm wondering about that too. And I'm wondering what you think, Kaya, like what, when something comes up and they use this word all the time, like divisive, it's a divisive issue. Like it's a divisive topic. And then it's like, everybody's entitled to their opinion. What does that say to you? Um, Well, I mean, through, like, social studies classes especially, um, different discussions have come up where the teacher has sort of weirdly, like, prefaced it where um, they, like, have to give a sort of disclaimer at the start of, like, things might get heated, you know, different opinions, everyone has different opinions, please don't, like, jump out at anyone, which is interesting. Um, But definitely I feel like within a school setting, it's always been sort of everything is tied to something political within that setting. Um, and teachers are trying to be like, oh, well, don't bring politics into this, you know, but it's always brought in, like, whether or not we see it or not. And it's not, and a lot of the issues that we sometimes talk about, like, um, I had a discussion in one of my science classes about um, sort of, Black Lives Matter and then climate change and sort of these different ways because we had a diversity day at my school where there was presentations um, about climate change and then also about like um, like Black Lives Matter issues um, and stuff like that and my teacher had brought up that he had to escort people out of the auditorium where they were having the climate change discussion because they were saying that oh I don't care about this this is just liberal opinions I don't I don't care I'm not a liberal I like I don't want to be here and it was really interesting to like sort of see that um sort of headspace about like real issues are just tied to these sort of political parties Mm -hmm. where like if you're not in that party you don't care you don't have to worry about it. it's not going to affect you when it's really it's like all of us it's not just these different groups that we've sort of moved people into it's more than that moved into for what reason and also it's like it seems to be not completely arbitrary but in some ways like whoever is speaking to your belief at any particular moment do you see that kind of division when wisconsin paris um kind of like wisconsin is i don't know to me it's very like wishy-washy like I feel like if one person is doing it, then a lot of people will congregate around whatever they see. So it really just depends on, like, who's the person that's rallying, like, all of these individuals. Do you have something like the poor, is the poor people's movement, um, is that prevalent in Wisconsin? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, Not that I know of. Mm, Okay. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, this idea that somehow electoral politics like if you're a Democrat or Republican or ultra conservative or I don't know what, um, that you believe certain things that you that you have this party platform. That in itself, I think, is dehumanizing, even though we think of it as people use this word tribalism, which somehow I like find really offensive. <laughs> I'm like, why would you pick that? It's so arbitrary that people and that it's human nature. And I don't I don't know that it is human nature. I think that there's so many things that we're taught that are false consciousness and that we cling to and that we continue to believe, 
even though it's against us. And I think that all these things are connect, they're all connected. And so that people who are most marginalized are going to be the most impacted by this. And I'm wondering how it's going to show up and what we're going to do about it. Um, so uh, Paris, you have any plans to, for a, make, for a protest? <laughs> um, well, on my college campus, like I plan to get active in like, uh, like the black student union and stuff like that. Um, True. You know, like be exposed to more causes and stuff to get behind. True. But for sure, like I'm always down to you know stand up for what's right. So, I w- I always thought that when gas hit five dollars a gallon, people would start burning stuff in the streets. But that hasn't happened. So, <laughs> I I don't know, but I'm hopeful. Um, we were actually it when they made that first um, that first leak. We were in D.C. at that time, and they had I think they had the protest. Um, in front of the Supreme Court when it leaked. And um, so that there are those things, but it, it somehow isn't common. And also, uh, it's not widespread, and we're not connecting enough. Uh, so I think that it's, it's hard, but it's really much a human issue. And I, I was listening to the radio the other day about this woman who was, like, knocking on doors to talk to people um, just about issue of Roe versus Wade and how she approached it as like a in a storytelling kind of way and like wanted just to get what people thought regardless of what side they were on and I put that in quotes like air quotes uh, and she said it was interesting that she she heard so many stories from people on like I hate to say both sides of the issue because I don't think it really has sides in that way but she heard a lot of interesting stories and that people really opening up when it's humanized instead of presented as an electoral issue or versus issue. And I think that makes sense because it, they are people issues. They're not, uh, it's not like, it's not this abstract thing that needs to happen behind curtain where it's impacting like all of us, but only three of us get to make the decision about it type of thing. It doesn't need to be that structure when it's a human um, issue at hand and a global issue at hand. It's hard to think too, like if, I mean, it would be interesting if people were like, we're gonna mandate vasectomies for all men once they hit 50. (laughs) You know what I mean? like. What then? What would people say? Like, would there be a different? Would there be a different? Um, tune. Yeah, tune into <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, like you don't need to be having babies. Um, but I feel like the opposite is told to us that men are viable the rest of their lives, and that and they have the choice to make babies anytime, right? Until they're until the end, and that um, yeah, women we don't have that choice, and I think that right now. There's a case with a 10-year-old girl. Yes. Paris, did you hear about that? Uh, what was the case? In Ohio, a 10-year-old girl uh, was raped, and they're making her um, have the baby. Oh, wow. I did not hear about that one. So just think, I mean, the implications for your life and this idea that somehow that is that having a baby is transactional. It's not. It's... Um, it's really intense and it's hard on your, it's physical, it's emotional, it impacts, it's financial, it impacts your hormones. Like, so it's not like you could just 
pop one out and then go about your business. <laughs> it doesn't happen like that, even if you give it away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, yeah, it's a, it's a complicated issue. Did you hear about that case, Kaya? I had, yes. Um, it was, it's definitely, it's a lot to sort of take in. Um, and it's really kind of frustrating to see that, like, this is how people are handing, handling these types of situations um, of, like, this is a very, like, this is a young, this is a child. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this child now has to go through something like childbirth when they themselves have not grown up. And, like, it's just basically just a child giving birth to another child. And it's the situation is, is very, very frustrating to hear about that like this is how they're going about this this is how um they're handling this and i can only imagine like what types of toll this is going to take on that on that girl and how that's gonna like moving forward like how is she gonna be able to cope with that are they gonna help her probably not are like i'm just it's a lot yeah i'm so interested to think about like the words pro-life and that, you know, here's this person um, that's not given a choice about her life. But then it's like, if she was going to give birth to, like, octuplets, then they, like, get the free diapers, and they get the sponsorship, and they get a van. You know, those, those people on TV, it's like, you get a show. But it's not like that for a regular person. Um, and there isn't that kind of support for parents, And so this idea that somehow it's harmless is false consciousness. And we're hoping uh, for some kind of change. Uh, Paris, were there any other things you wanted to add? How do you think that it's other things that might be impacted by this decision about Roe versus Wade? Honestly, I I just feel like the world is going to get more chaotic, like, and it's really dangerous for women who, you know, still people are feel like they're going to still have abortions and it's not going to be safe. So it's really getting dangerous for women. And men already think they have say over so much. And now that they have seen that Roe wave is overturned, like they probably feel like they have a right to our bodies as much, mm. like even more than they already did what mm. they thought they did. So I just, I don't know. It's getting scary out here. Right. Because a lot of, people who are pregnant like that's the most dangerous time really because that's when a lot there's high rates of of pregnant homicides um whether it's like um oh it's largely like men who do not want the baby to come to term who then kill their partner or like it's just like you said dangerous It's interesting, too. I think that uh, people point to rape culture and, like, this idea that women are um, constantly uh, kind of objectified and that violence is condoned, violence against women is condoned. um, And somehow that they can use that as a like a pro-life justification to say that i think that there was this thing in the paper that's saying that like being pro-life is being anti-racist so that there's these connections 
that people are making, like they were saying that because more black women have had abortions that they're saving black children. So people are using, like they're taking pieces of other um, movements and like tacking it on to like pro-life. So they're saying like we're anti-racist and pro-life or we're like um, against violence against women and pro-life um, and therefore pro-life because it's, it's a violent act and not thinking about the whole person, but just cherry picking things that don't make a lot of sense, but they make sense to them. And the, I think the other piece is, is that people aren't really thinking. Like a lot of this is knee jerk reactions. Like what is, and even if you yourself don't choose, like that's okay, but other people should have that choice. I guess we'll take a break. Yeah, let's do that. Is it going to be, do you want Nina Simone or Queen Latifah? Let's go for Nina Simone. All right. My and then we'll, favorite. And then we'll we go, go out with uh, Queen Latifah. Nina Simone, Ain't No Use. use baby I'm leaving the scene ain't no use baby you're too doggone me yes I'm tired of paying dues having the blues getting bad news ain't no use I'm leaving town Ain't no use, Daddy I'm putting you down I'm gonna change my name Things won't be the same Cause I'm tired of playing your game Ain't no use, baby I tell you, it ain't no use listening to Indigo Radio on 107.7 FM Brattleboro's community radio station. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us Paris. Are there any final um, thoughts or things you want to add? Um, just really that like 
conversations like this and like platforms like this are so necessary because like I just feel like it's educating so many people who don't really realize the impact that these decisions are having on the world and on the future generations because honestly I grew up not even like ever worrying about stuff like this happening but now that I'm in a position where I will have children one day and my kids will be educated on stuff like this it's scary to think how the world's going to be for them when they grow up but mm-hmm. like I feel like we're making improvements by having conversations like this and educating others about topics like this well that's great I was so good to meet you and hopefully you'll join us again on Indigo Radio for sure anytime thank you, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. any uh any final thoughts, Kaya? I mean, as a young person, I mean, of course, and it's, it is very much in Vermont's um, constitution, state constitution now. But any other thoughts about going forward and what possibilities for the future? I definitely agree that these types of conversations are really what need, like this is needed right now. Because, I mean, we talked about that, like a lot of the protests, It's it's really interesting that there's not, more happening um, especially in smaller towns smaller states Um, and I think it's just because people are like they don't know or they're just too scared to say something because there's a lot of feelings revolving around these issues and it's really it's kind of scary to see that we're taking like this big of a step backwards but you know I have hope hope revolutionary hope (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think that yeah hope is important and to be disciplined around the hope and uh connecting to other people and i think not just like-minded people i think that's the other piece is that how do we talk to people who are not like us and that are not like so attached to this ideology that everything is you're on one side or the other like there that there are two sides um when really it's like the human side, like what's, what is right for humanity? And I think that's one thing that I think gets missed. So thank you very much. Kyra? Yeah, I think that because it's not an individual issue, it really doesn't need to be looked at through an individual lens. Um, but we can, you know, recognize the commonalities and the differences through people's stories and that's the connection between it all because mm-hmm. we're all human and like these are things that are going to impact everyone whether it's directly having to experience an abortion or or wrestle with that or you know then becoming indifferent to that experience or um you know, taking action on, on the experiences that are happening and the conditions of other people's lives. Um, yeah, and then next Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, if you're in the Springfield area or the Vermont, Springfield, Vermont area, um, there's gonna be a peaceful youth speak out and art build for reproductive rights. So if you'd like to come listen to youth speak out, about the Roe v. Wade decision and make some art, you're more than welcome to join at the Commons Park in Springfield, Vermont. Oh, what time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. All right, so there's one way you can join in and be part of the community. Um, this is Indigo Radio. 
107.7 LP, your community radio station. The thoughts expressed here are those of the hosts and guests and not of the radio station. And hopefully we'll see you again next week. Indigo Radio, same time, 1 p.m. Thank you so much. We're going out with the Queen Latifah uh, anthem, Ladies First, from the 90s, all the 90s babies. Let's go. Yeah.